back to Getting Along With Me, Noah Hill. I am your host. Hope you're having a good Thursday morning, afternoon, evening, whenever you're listening to this. Hope to get one kicking off the day with some cold brew, as always, cold brew, iced coffee. There's a difference. Um, Yeah, I don't know why my mind just blanked out there for a second. I was going to talk about the differences of (laughs) cold brew and iced coffee, and, and my brain was like, we don't need to talk about that. But iced coffee is exactly as it sounds like. You brew the coffee hot initially, but you brew it like twice as strong. And then you can cut it with like water or ice or just like let it cool down and then drink it like that and then add ice. Or cold brew is exactly as it sounds as where you're brewing the coffee cold. So you're not actually heating it up. You're just like kind of letting it stew like a like a big tea bag, but the water's not hot. Yeah. I don't know if cold brew or iced coffee has more caffeine i'm gonna look it up we have the technology this is my new favorite phrase whenever like we're like oh is it like this or like that and i'm like we have the technology to figure this out so does iced coffee or cold brew have more caffeine Okay, so generally speaking, cold brew may- contains more caffeine than iced coffee thanks to its longer steeping process coffee aficionados note that a typical 16 ounce iced coffee has approximately 165 milligrams of caffeine while a 16 ounce cold brew contains roughly over 200 milligrams of caffeine the more you know and then if you didn't know my other podcast 2x35 comes out every other tuesday we talked about for like very briefly the difference between like the different types of roasts. So you have like dark roast, medium, blonde, and blonde has like the most amount of caffeine. So if you want to like, you know, feel like you're just putting your tongue to a nine volt battery and it just charges you up, get like a blonde cold brew. You'll be like zinging off the walls for 14 hours out of the day, which is what I'm doing. But it's good. I got up nice and early at about, got probably like 4.30 and then I was at the track, ran about two miles, and you know, other days I'll do um, I'll do the gym instead before I come to the studio or before I uh, go to work and whatnot. Just really depends on what the day has got for me. In terms of what else is new, I just watched Tom Segura's brand new special, Sledgehammer. It's been out for a little bit now, but haven't really had a moment to talk about it. So if you are a fan of Tom Segura or stand-up comedy, check out Sledgehammer. That's my recommendation. We're starting it at the front of the episode because I, I'm i the host of the podcast and I can decide that. But Tom Segura Sledgehammer, really funny. It's got some great bits in there and it's good. If you guys follow me, you know I've been following him for a while. But I got a email recently for the podcast, gettingalongpod at gmail.com if you would like to write in. And this person wanted to remain anonymous and says, Hi Noah, I'm a new listener to the podcast and I love it. Thank you for listening. Could you walk me through how you got into working out and eating right? More importantly, how do you stay consistent? And also, what does a week of eating and working out look like for you? Keep up the great work. Boom. That's the end of the message. I can't say 
they were like, I want to read anonymous. And I'm like, oh, let me just not read that name, you know, but that's a great question. Thank you so much for submitting that. I talked about this a little bit ago when I did my journey for working out and eating, but I will dive into it a little bit more in depth like this episode, I think we'll do like kind of the full story for where I started and where I'm at now. So for context, way back when I was probably like in elementary and even middle school, my dad actually is really into working out and just like staying really fit. You know, I'm fortunate in the sense where, you know, he's got good genes and he has been into working out for a very long time. So that's essentially how I got introduced to it. And when I was younger, he would take me to like the gym and instead of like to like the, the little kid area, like the daycare center, he would actually, I would ask him like, hey, can I like work out with you? Obviously I'm not pushing like, you know, 400 for deadlifts or anything like that, but it was a good like gateway in there. So if you were to, take notes on this episode my first point would be to have a workout buddy you know not only does it make it less intimidating for whenever you are getting into working out but it also holds you accountable because if you are going with somebody you're like oh I'm gonna go with so-and-so or man I gotta be there for so-and-so and it makes it a little bit more enjoyable I guess you could say I don't know how you would put that but it's nice because then when you're you know, you're working out, you can work out together. And it's a little bit of a social activity, in my opinion. So there you go. So my dad got me into working out. And then when I moved out when I was like 18, I kind of fell out of it, but I would still do like yoga, which is incredibly helpful. I've realized for me and my body type and shape, the yoga is equally, if not more important for me, just because when you work out and also let me just also preface this in case you didn't know i am not in no way shape or form a like personal trainer or nutritionist this is just solely based off of like my own personal experience so take all of this with a little pinch of sea salt there but moving forward i fell out of it and but i would still do yoga pretty regularly like in the morning you know or before i would go to work and whatnot so I would get nice and limber, stretch everything out. And I noticed just how amazing and like loose I would feel. Loose in a good way because, you know, when, especially when I'm, you're doing a very physical job like I was doing at the time, you, your body starts to feel just so tense and tight all the time. So when you are able to stretch, it like loosens everything up in a good way. And you're a little more, feels like you're a little more agile and whatnot, you know, but there's that. So then probably when I got my own apartment, when I turned 20, I, they had a gym there. So I would just use that, you know, but it would be during like the tail end of the pandemic. So I would have to like reserve time for it sometimes or if someone's already up there I'd have to wait and then I just wouldn't end up going because it would just take too fucking long you know but I would really just focus on like 
moving my body. I wasn't actually very adamant about like building muscle. I was more so focused on the point of like maintaining and staying lean for, you know, my, my body type and my body shape. But then as I, you know, got more into it, I would increase the weight or try out different exercises. And that would probably be like the next kind of piece of advice I could offer is to increase the weight, but also change up your exercises. Because if you're just doing like the same workouts every day, you know, your body will get acclimated and used to that. So then it won't build as muscle quite efficiently as, um, you know, changing up a little bit. Like if you're doing pull-ups, that's one thing. But then if you're doing rows, that's going to work maybe like a different part of your back and then your biceps a little bit too. So just variety, you know, from what I've gathered is very important. Um, I'm going to keep the question pulled up here so I can kind of reference it. And then let's see. So then when I moved back home, I would just work out at home. You know, I was in a bit of a, a rougher part of my life. So I, I would just work out at home, you know, and just use like two dumbbells and like a bench, an adjustable bench. And you can do quite a bit with those if you do your research and, you know, follow anybody who is really into working out like that or talking to somebody who, you know, might have different exercises to offer. And I would probably say that's where I built like a strong foundation for where like my physique is at right now. Like I'm not, you know, Henry Cavill level buff, but I like to think that I'm I'm pretty lean and I'm very content with with where I'm at. And then I should also preface, when I was in high school, I also did like wrestling, but I talked about this a little bit on my other workout episode, which I will link in the description below if you would like to check that out. It'll be audio only because this is only the second episode we are doing video for. And, but it got me, you know, used to just moving and like having a goal in mind. So that would be piece number three or four, I don't, can't keep track, is to just keep setting progressive obtainable goals because if you set it to where it's just like, oh, I want to reach this weight or, oh, I want to be able to squat this amount, that's really great. But for me and from what I've heard from, you know, some of my peers, they're just like, yeah, but then when I did it, I would fall out of it because I'm like, boom, I just did it. So having like progressive goals where you're like, okay, I want to bench like, you know, 220. And then you're like, oh, that's awesome. Now, now I'm going to bench, um, you know, whatever the next increment is for you, 245, whatever it may be. Or it could be like, oh, I want to improve my mile time or, oh, I want to also do this, this, and this. But I'm going to sound so cliche, but it's really true. It's truly a a lifestyle change in the sense that you know you can work out however often you would like but consistency is like the more important piece of it so being consistent 100 percent easier said than done i mean i took probably like a good year and a half when between like 18 and 20 when you know i just didn't work out but I was working a very physical job, so that was my workout in a lot of ways, but I wasn't as 
mentally happy because I wasn't getting my body like really moving and really pushing it, you know, to feel that, you know, rush and that success and that dopamine in, in me. So let's see, where did I leave off? Working out at home and then now I'm at a point where I work out probably three or four times a week. But then when I'm going, I'm going like for like two hours, you know, and just hitting it so hard. And compared to when I would work out at home, I would just do like, you know, full body exercises. So I'll do like squats, lunges, but then also do like bench press, shoulder press, bicep curls, rows, like stuff I could work out my entire body on. And then the other, you know, piece of that is the challenging part would be like trying to increase weight because the dumbbells are only so heavy and then continuing to increase like the difficulty. So I got to a point where it was a little too easy for me and I had to, um, you know, look into getting a gym membership. So that way I can, I can, uh, what's that called? Keep pushing myself, you know, to, to improve. And then that's where I'm at now, you know, and now I'm running a lot more often. I didn't really run a whole lot, you know, last year just because I was so focused on like building mass and muscle where cardio just sat like on the way back burner back there, which it happens and it's all right. But now I'm, I'm, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling like I'm in pretty good shape, you know, but that is subjective. So you could look at me and be like, wow, you're really scrawny. And you know, that you could be right to, from your point of view, if you're six, four and like 250 pounds of muscle, then yeah, I probably look really scrawny next to you, you know, but it's all subjective of where you want to be and whatnot. For me, I want to definitely focus on bulking a little bit more because I'm a bit of a smaller frame guy, but that's just me. Your goals are going to vary dramatically. So now let's shift gears into eating. I I'm going to do a very, very quick version of this because it's not as interesting as like my, my workout journey. So I grew up on kind of like your roughly standard American diet, except I was in a spot where my parents didn't really get me fast food as often. Like we would still get it, but not as like often as some other people get it. It would probably only be like once a week or once every other week depending on you know where we are at but I was very fortunate in that sense so I never got like hooked on it because I know that stuff can be like so good and just so convenient you know and then I eventually switched to being vegetarian fell out of that went back to just eating you know regularly and then I switched cold turkey to veganism for about two years and you know I learned a lot from that And then now I'm at a point where I eat lean protein, a little bit of carbs, fresh fruit and vegetables. Boom. That's really like the sum of it. And then I make exceptions for like, you know, I'll eat like bread and stuff like that. I'm for me, it's a little bit different because I am like a bit of a smaller frame guy and my metabolism allows me to eat things where like I don't really have to worry about it and I'm very blessed in that sense but you know everybody's different my advice would be to talk to a nutritionist or your doctor because uh, everybody's body's a little bit different and what works for me may not work for you and vice versa you know I'm not someone who just 
has like steak and eggs for like eight meals out of you know the day but some people do and that works for them that's great it just it just doesn't work for me so to answer the second part of your question let me actually backtrack a little bit the way I got into eating consistently was like just being tired of being hungry and that was like my biggest kind of downfall was I would just let myself be hungry because I was either too lazy, didn't have enough time, or just wasn't convenient for me to either cook or pick something up. So I just like wouldn't eat. But then at the same time, you know, I wanted to bulk up. So you have to do a calorie surplus. So that way you can feed your muscles and have the energy to continue to push yourself, you know, but again, everybody's different. This is just where I'm at. So let me run down for you what like a week looks like for me exercising and eating. I'll go through eating first because it's a lot easier. I'm very like simple and straightforward for the most part. So the night before I always make my breakfast for the next day and it's usually quick steel cut oats, handful of granola, cut up strawberries, some Greek yogurt, and then like oat milk and I'll do like overnight oats, put that in the fridge, boom. And then I'll have that in the day. I'll also do a protein shake in the day and then a liquid IV as well to stay hydrated and, you know, fuel those electrolytes that you need. And then I'm usually, I try to avoid snacking throughout the day, but if I do snack, I try to go toward like fresh fruit, like since it's summer right now, I will have like a cut up melon and then just pack some of that and munch on that. Or if I'm going a little more savory, I might do like carrots and hummus or something like that. So that way, you know, I'm not just gravitating toward like potato chips. Obviously there are cheat days, you know, but you can be as strict or as loose with yourself as you'd like, whatever is going to work for you. You know, this is just what's worked for me thus far. And then Sometimes I'll do chips. For lunch, I will usually do a breakfast sa- breakfast sandwich. So like a cut up everything bagel, fried egg, pepper jack cheese on top. And then if I'm feeling really frisky, I'll do like some lean turkey bacon in the oven. Let that get, you know, that perfect amount of crispiness to softness ratio and throw that on there as well. Yeah, that's usually my lunch. It's quick, easy, convenient, you know, and then I'll speak more on this on the end, but being able to plan it out is huge. So I'll put a pin in that for right now. And for dinner, usually it fluctuates. This is where, you know, I add the variety to my life because I like to have variety. And, you know, if I can really just not think about breakfast and lunch, then that's great for me. I like to, you know, put a little more effort into dinner Let's say, like right now, I made pesto pasta. I will make the pesto sauce myself, get some green vegetables, and then like some chicken thighs or chicken breasts, sear those bad boys, you know, and then boom, put it all together. And that's a good meal for me because it's, you know, some carbs, protein, greens. It's great. It works for me again. Like it's not going to work for everybody. So I would consult with a physician or a nutritionist if you were looking for some guidance. I'm just speaking to what works for me. 
and then this is where like I try to have like a little bit of like a little treat for myself so usually it'll be like some kind of kombucha for like the probiotics or like an olipop again for like the probiotics you know and it helps my digestive it's good for my gut health for me I should say and that's really about it sometimes if I'm feeling really frisky or if it's really fucking hot outside I'll do some ice cream that'll be really good if it's one of those days where I just don't have enough time because I'm doing podcasting or I have work or whatever, then usually I'll do like another protein shake somewhere in there. Other than that, I drink probably like two hydro flasks a day, which is like the 32 ounce one. So that's about 64 ounces. I should be drinking more, but you know, yeah, just got to get better at that. So that's where, you know, I'm at with my eating routine as of right now. But let's say if it's like, or not summer, winter time, usually I'll do like a big fucking chuck roast and make a delicious pot roast. It'll be potatoes, carrots, celery, onion, fresh herbs, and then like a seared aggressively chuck roast in a big like seven quart Dutch oven, veg stock, red wine, two thirds the way up, put in an oven at about 375, 400. No, I think it's lower than that. I have to take that back. I think it's actually like 350. You just let that bad boy like braise in there and then you flip it about halfway through for a couple hours and it just gets like pull apart tender. Chef's kiss. And sometimes like if I'm looking for more calories, I'll have that over like a bed of like white rice or brown rice, whatever I'm feeling. And yeah, but to go back, planning, like if I were to give you any advice about trying to stay consistent with eating because that is what I struggled with the most is to plan your meals because then when you know how to think about it and you can just grab it and go you know then you won't have like if you struggle with overeating then you won't you know overindulge in like fast food if that's your your vice or you won't overindulge in whatever it may be so for me that's been incredibly helpful where I can just it's already there. I don't have to think about it. And I can still, I can put my energy toward other parts of my day, like working out, work, this podcast, or writing stand up, whatever it may be. That's where I like to focus my efforts and not about, oh, what am I going to eat today? Or, oh, what do I feel like eating today? You know, that's just been what works for me. If you're someone who doesn't really like eating the same thing for breakfast and lunch like me, then, you know, obviously you can plan for it and just, you know, make more of different things, you know, like you could be like, oh, I'm going to make a handful of breakfast burritos, breakfast sandwiches, and like country fried steak or whatever. So that way you can have some variety. Or if you're someone who is kind of like me, and you don't mind just eating oats and eggs and all that, you know, twice a day for, for a while, then by all means go for that. So let's dive into the second or sorry, the third part that I, I glossed over, which was how do you stay consistent? And this is really tricky because I feel like it heavily depends on like kind of your day-to-day routine and working it in is so much easier said than done because you can stick with it or fall off or like you fall off and then you fall off for a really long time and it's hard to get back into it. You know, for me, what has been the most helpful is just like writing it down on like a to-do list at like the top of it. And then that way, when I look at it in the morning, 
boom, I can do it, cross it off, and then move on with my day. Because I'm very much more of like an early riser and I prefer to just knock it out, you know, whereas other people might just be like, oh, I'm more of an evening person. By all means, then do it at the evening. But the challenging part is doing it when you don't want to feel like it. I mean, this morning I was kind of dragging ass. I like, you know, stayed in my bed and scrolled on TikTok for like 15 minutes extra than I should have. And then I made me, you know, kind of delayed my, my run or my workout or whatever it may be, you know, but just getting up and doing it. Like that's so cliche and that's kind of shitty advice, but like, that's kind of the crux of it, you know, like, if you could just get up and then be there, the rest will kind of fall into place. Because the hardest part is just just showing up, you know, in my opinion, in, in my experience, you know, the hardest part is just getting to the gym. Or the hardest part is just getting to the track, you know, and then once you're there, it's like, oh, boom, kind of falls into place, you know, depending on how you are. But that's how it's been for me, you know. So that is, in summary, what, you know, me working out and eating looks like and now I stay consistent with it to recap go with a buddy or a workout partner you know it keeps you accountable it also um you know get, keeps you a little bit motivated I also uh forgot you know what does a week of me working out look like so I'll actually dive into that right now so it depends on how my week looks like if I'm, you know, doing spots at the comedy club or I'm dedicating a day to just, you know, podcasting and whatnot, then it's going to look a little bit different. But 10 times out of 10, I'm working out early in the morning, like at the gym at like 6 or 7 a.m. And then I'll work out for like two hours and then just continue on my day. My philosophy is the earlier I can get it in, the better. So that way I can dedicate more of my time and effort to being like productive. So yeah, let's say, you know, first workout of the week, it could be pretty light. I should also say every morning I do yoga for like 20 minutes, like just stretching out my legs, my chest, my arms, my forearms, just everything. So that way I'm nice and loose and when I get there, I can just kind of, you know, do a little bit of a warm up, stretch, just to loosen everything up again, and then boom, I'm off to the races. You know, and then let's see. If I'm not working out that day, I will usually just do like 20 minutes of calisthenics. So push ups, sit ups, squats, whatever it may be, lunges, just to get like my body moving. But if I'm going to the gym, usually I am focusing on certain muscle groups so like back and biceps chest and triceps leg day abs like I'm targeting specific muscle groups so like maybe I'll do pull-ups and then I'll do rows curls and then reverse curls to work out my forearms you know and then for chest I might do like bench press incline dips you know things like that I'm trying to think about other like tricep exercises like those pull downs like you see on those machines and um like sit-ups I love doing those uh frog crunches where your legs are together like this at the front and then you're sitting up 
So you're pressing like the bottoms of your feet together and it creates like that triangle and then you're sitting up and it works like that top part. And then for my abs, I also do leg lifts when I'm on like a pull-up bar and then what else? Leg lifts, that's another great one. A leg lift that I really like is when you lift up your legs, but then you like kind of pick your, like the the bottom of your back off the ground to kind of kick up and that works like your core really well too. Yeah. And then what else do I love? Kettlebell, any kettlebell exercise is great. Goblet squats, halos, champions, those are really great. I would say if you're, you know, maybe on a budget and, but really want to get into working out, buy like two kettlebells that, you know, are heavy for you. And then just look up kettlebell exercises and then do that for like hour and a half, two hours and should be in pretty good shape. But let's see. So yeah, I'll focus different days on different muscle groups. So like, oh, Monday will be leg day, Tuesdays, chest and triceps, Wednesdays, back and biceps, shoulders, abs, so on and so forth. You know, and then if I'm really pressed for time, then I'll, I'll kind of maybe just do like a one big full body exercise like I did this week. And then like maybe dedicate another day to cardio. I try to dedicate like a full day to cardio because for me, I've noticed if I just run like a mile or something, then it'll, it'll, I'll be done very fast. So, but if I can just keep doing it for like an hour, then, you know, it's a little bit healthier for your lungs and your heart, I think. Don't quote me on that. But yeah, that's typically what like a week of me eating and working out looks like. You know, it. someone said to me, or I heard it somewhere, I'm, I don't remember where, but it might've been my dad, but it's easier to build and maintain than to try to like start from ground zero. So like if you work out for like a month and you're really good about it and then you fall off for like four months, it's gonna be really hard to get motivated to, to get back into it, you know? And as I mentioned earlier, it's definitely easier said than done to, you know, work it into your daily routine. For me, I've always just found it like addicting, you know, like it's, it's like a cup of coffee for me. I just gotta like get it in and then I'm like pumped and amped for the day you know? So yeah, that's probably another thing too, is listen to your body. Because if you are uberly sore, and like, it just hurts to like, pick up a mug or something like that, or just move, then take a rest day, you know, I'll probably dedicate like, two or three days just to resting, you know, but I'll still do my morning uh, yoga to, to keep my body moving and loose. So yeah, and then also for my recovery, I love to do cold plunges. If you don't have a tub or like a cold plunge, then just take like a cold shower for like, you know, if you're are really not into it, start for like a minute and then work your way up. I'll usually do a cold plunge for like three minutes. Or if I don't have, if I just have a shower, I'll just do like a cold shower for like five to 10 minutes, a little bit easier. And then, you know, switch it back to hot, finish up. So yeah, that is what, you know, my workout routine an eating schedule looks like. Thank you so much for submitting. I really appreciate that. This is something I'm fairly passionate about, you know, since getting back into it because it's been like worked so much wonders for, for my mental health. Honestly, it's boosted my self-esteem in the sense that like I view myself a lot better, you know, and I've, I've gained a little bit of confidence in terms of like, you know, maybe just striking up conversations. Cause I'm like, Oh, you know, I feel like I look good and let me say hi to people you know, and things like that. So thank you so much for submitting that. I 
really wanted to dedicate like an episode to this because again, this is something I'm passionate about and I've had, you know, a, a journey with it and I'm going to continue having a journey with it. And I hope this can help you kickstart yours. So with all that being said, let us shift gears into another submission. All right. This is the subject line festival lineup question mark. Hey, Noah, been following you since the YouTube days. Whoa. How are you still here? I love listening to the pod on my commute to work. It feels like I'm catching up with an old friend. And I also truly appreciate the diverse topics you cover. Thank you. I really appreciate that. My husband and I were talking and he asked me a crazy question that I wanted to ask you. If you were to if make a wish were to grant you an all day festival, what would your lineup be? You are not limited to one form of entertainment. And she goes on to say, mine would be Girls Gotta Eat podcast, my favorite murder live, Luke Combs and Ali Wong. Insane lineup. I dig it. it interested to hear your answer, Brie. Thank you so much for submitting. This is interesting. So for me, I think it would be like kind of similar to the, to what you've already laid out. You know, it would probably be like Stiff Socks Live and then like maybe Trevor and Michael can perform. Slipknot could be there. That'd be kind of funny, you know, just to have like a mosh pit and then have everybody laughing over like stand up. Tom Segura would be fun. Who else have I been listening to? Let me actually see. The Foo Fighters would be a 100% you know, gotta be there. Nate Bargatze. It's mine's probably gonna be predominantly like stand up, honestly. Um, let's peek at my music here really quick. So like, like I said, Foo Fighters, Lady Gaga would be really good. I'm trying to think of like other forms of entertainment because it's like music, comedy, live podcasts. I'm probably missing so many, but anyways, yeah, that would probably be mine. So Stiff Socks Live, Tom Segura, Nate Bargatze, Slipknot, and... Oh, let's throw Paramore in there, too. That'd be pretty sick. Yeah. Yeah, so thank you so much for that submission. Much appreciated. Let's wrap this bad boy up. So, my I already said my recommendation. Tom Segura, Sledgehammer. My journal prompt for this is going to be... I should also say, when you're trying to work it into your daily routine, is to ease yourself in because if you just hit the ground running it's not going to be sustainable you're gonna get really tired of it really fast and you're gonna fall off for like months on end or days on end you know i've i've 100 been there myself you know where i like create a routine that's so hard to follow to the point where you know i just give up on it entirely because it just becomes too hard so make it easy for yourself to do like regularly like don't be like i'm gonna go to the gym for like four hours eat like five thousand calories and then run eight miles at the end of my day like that may not be sustainable you know for the long run so think of long-term big picture once again like i said it's a lifestyle change and good luck on your journey like for me i started with just yoga in the morning and then i introduced calisthenics and then i started to introduce like weightlifting and then i got to a point where i was doing it like twice a day you know but know that you can also change up what your schedule in your daily routine will look like to fit you know what you got going on in life because there are those instances where you just don't have time for it and that's completely okay you kind of just got to get it in when you can but baby step into it don't be like you know i'm gonna run a marathon every day baby step into it so you and then once you feel comfortable 
with it and you're used to it, then start building off of that because it'll be easier to maintain because you're like, oh, I'm already used to, let's say, stretching in the morning. Now I can introduce calisthenics in the morning. And then once you get used to those, you're like, okay, now I'm going to introduce weightlifting. Baby step your way into it for the long haul. So yeah, my journal prompt, like I mentioned, start with baby steps with your workout and eating routine. Maybe just write it out for just tomorrow and then reevaluate, see how you like that. And if you liked it, then just do it for the rest of the week and then keep doing it and then tweak it as you go. Cause you may be like, I dedicated too much time at the gym, but I want to focus more on eating and cooking. Right. So, you know, it's trial and error 100%, but you will get there as long as you, like I said, baby step your way into it. So that is going to wrap up the episode. Thank you guys so much for coming to hang out. This was a bit of a longer one. Like I said, I'm very passionate about this. So if you'd like to submit a story, question, or anything, please email gettingalongpod at gmail.com. And then if you would like to follow me on Instagram, Noah Austin Hill, I have a little link in my bio site. So that way you can see, you know, the podcast and then also when I'm doing stand up next. And let's see what else. Check out my other podcast, 2x35 with Noah and Connor, releases every other Tuesday. Really fun doing those. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for all of your love and support, and I look forward to talking to you guys next Thursday. I love you guys so much. Goodbye. Mm-hmm.